Warning! The Bone Bad Joe is intended for adults only and contains bad words and other yucky stuff that may make some people very angry. So watch out! You off, tell us a joke about dicks in the mix. You got the desk, not telling you where it's at. Stephen Gord, oh my lord, bowing down to bone bat, podcasting your asses in nerdy, masterful classes. Speak the speak of the geek to all the internet masses. Take your glasses off the set, I'm dropping bombs on your dome. In your home, pull your bootstraps up, it's time to burn chrome. Dirty jokes from the nerdy blokes, chewing on them curvy loads of that quirky counterculture wrapped up in their wordy show. B movie, holy men, warm bat, metalhead, politics, amen, independent artist friend, renaissance guy. Of the full fan spectrum, nonchalant notables break through the bedlam of bullshit. Quick wit, credits of the populace, Vulcan with some Romulus, rolling prime like Optimus. From horror to reality, reality is chasing me I've got the sinking feeling that my screaming is revealing My location, my vocation at the moment is momentum And escaping the sensation of cerebrum and postmortem combination See, the kind of mastication focuses on my possession Of gray matter calculation, my cerebral playstation Obsession of the masses, a confession to the classes Never wanted to be cast in role of appetizer Fertilizer for the fermentation, I regret that this insanity Is cause of demontation of my psyche It's just like me first to panic, then prevaricate It's scary that I never heard to say just so prognosticate I didn't see it coming, get a gun to get me running as I'm shunning Chandler's poker Cause I don't want to be done, about the dumb-headed, undead, cannibal, cadavers Nothing matters, lost my mind and bladder Another zombie attack, nobody watching my back With all the allies I lack, no time to plan, just react to the fact That this survivor has to go in alone I don't wanna be a hero, I just wanna go home Another zombie attack, they're lurking out in the black And now I'm totally fracked, the hungry lepers attract Further factions here to hunt me on the streets where I roam I don't wanna be a hero, I just wanna go home See there Behavior isn't malice, just the virus and, and I'm callous. callous Just like Alice through the looking glass, I'm out of gas And I'm harassed to pass away perambulators Ravenous like alligators Know their buffet won't be catered Though they'll likely catch the fast food, whether now or later Everyone is zombie hater, not a born exterminator Terminating thanatoic, threatening, reanimated Revenants that are postated Inspired with coagulated humors I'm not laughing at this joke that I'm enacting My entrails are retracting to my throat Lakes promote me to remote locations Dock the boats, I float up to salvation To a nation lacking salivation Pull my fleshy taste sensation Patiently I pilot my pontoon to protection I escape the death detection I defect a location on inspection This locale is pure perfection Their imperfect resurrection Will my desecrate a confiscate corporeal connection Another zombie attack Nobody watching my back With all the allies I lack No time to plan Just react to the fact That this survivor has to go it alone I don't wanna be a hero I just wanna go home Another zombie attack They're lurking out in the black and now I'm totally fracked The hungry lepers attract Further factions here to haunt me On the streets where I roam I don't wanna be a hero I just wanna go home 
This is Gord. How's it going, man? It's been a long time since we've done one of these. It has been a real long time. Really long, Steve. Been a long, lonely, 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 (laughs) lonely time. Thank you. Thank you for that, Mr. Led. Zep. Lynn. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I believe it was last time when we spoke on this show, you were telling me that my electrical outlet in the kitchen was OP. Yes, I did say that. Yeah, I was getting way too much power to my uh, appliances in the kitchen. And it pains me to admit it, but I believe you're right. I need to nerf it. I've lost yet another coffee maker to that plug. Mr. Coffee is dead. I'm a genius. What can I say? You are. Did it catch on fire this time? You know, it didn't actually catch on fire. Perhaps if I would have left it plugged in for another month or so, it would have. It merely stopped making coffee well and then really kind of stop making coffee at all <laughs> that's that's a pretty <laughs> rapid slide into yeah the abyss yeah you really stop being much of anything except kind of a crappy little pitcher <laughs> once you stop being a coffee maker that's true but i don't know i don't know how to nerf that outlet i don't know what one does to to nerf an op electrical outlet uh you probably got to talk to a guy an electrician I, or something Oh, not just any guy? Because I talked to a lot of guys. random guy off the street. Yeah. No, hey, hey, uh, An electrician you. would probably help. Oh, I was going to go down to the bus stop and just talk to random guys. Like, hey, you want to nerf my outlet? <laughs> it might work. See what happens. Yeah, sure. Well, you know what else is red hot in addition to your coffee maker? What? The Bone Bat Comedy of Horrors Film Festival, Gord. That it is. Hot. So we're really like excited sun. this episode to announce our film lineup for 2018 and red hot is a good description i think of it is hotter than a hot ass and hot pink hot pants yeah we've got a lot of great stuff 46 shorts what is wrong with us i have no idea why did we do so many shorts this year three hours just to send out the announcement emails to the filmmakers yesterday no shit it like took forever we have so many shorts Next year, nothing but longs. Yeah, Just, that's right. Next year, it'll be like six features because I'm tired of sending right. <laughs> That's That's it. 
You guys, Usually our cutoff is about 20 days, minutes. Yeah, the salad days of you feasting your eyeballs <laughs> on upwards of 40 shorts. Those days are over, my friends. Nope, sorry. We're not going to like even look at anything unless it's an hour long or longer. So we've got a lot of fantastic stuff to talk about coming up. And uh, in addition, we're going to play music from the seven-year history of the Bone Bat Film Festival. Something for, a little something from all of our musical guests. We started all of them, the really? Show. Every single, yeah. all 163 well, you know, some of them? Well, some came twice. I mean, you know, it's, it's not a huge stretch. Hey, I used to come twice. Those were the, the days. Ah, <laughs> what? Now I tie an onion so, around my belt. We open the show with uh, The Click and the Dead from Fandom Menace by our year two musical guest. Of course, you heard them in our theme song as well, Death Star, along with uh, Bill Beats. There's going to be a lot more cool music from the history of our fine festival throughout the show. But before we get to that point, Gord. Steve. What pisses you off, man? Steve, this is what pisses me off. My cat died. Now, I'm not trying to bring down the show. Yeah, it sucks when your cat dies. And that's not even the part that pisses me off. That's the that We don't have part of the show that says what makes me sad. No, what makes me pissed off is that when my cat died, I didn't exactly know what to do with the body. I took it to the vet because, you know, it was going to put it out of its uh, misery, helped it shuffle off its mortal coil. And they, they did, and they were they were fine and compassionate and everything, and they're like... That's one of the most brutal conversations ever. Oh, it's, it's totally brutal, and they try to just kind of gloss over the fact that they're about to fuck you right in the wallet. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, because they go, do you want us to take care of the body? And if you're grief-stricken and not paying attention, you just go, yes... First, they, they kind of do these probing, asking, whispery questions of like if you want an urn or yes. a monument or something. You're yeah, like, no, no, like, no. They can, like, cremate the pet and then mold the ashes into, like, a thing for you to have sitting around your house, <laughs> which is kind of Like creepy. a completely new pet and made right, of the ashes from your old like pet. That's, like, 300 bucks for that. Yeah. And if you want your pet cremated individually, it's an upcharge. But if you just want the basic, the low-end hey, this is just this thing we do, and then you don't ask about it, this thing they do... It's like 75 is, bucks, right? And you, No, you, not in my hometown. Oh, really? It's more like 175 bucks. No, God, it was more than that. It was like, it was crazy. It was like 250 because wow. what they do, what their little baseline thing is, cremate your pet along with other pets at the same time, scoop all the ashes together, and then they drive them up into the Sierras and spread the ashes in the Sierra Nevada mountains. That's probably not the with some sort thing. of pan flute thing. Yeah, and, and they don't they don't tell you that unless you ask a little bit more. Like, oh, well, what is the basic? What does that entail? Gosh, that sounds expensive. What are you crazy? You crazy lady? No, that's that's so, not the low end thing, man. The low end thing is seventy five bucks, and you actually hear them hit the pedal on the trash can as you're leaving. <laughs> Ka-chung. As you're leaving the waiting room, sadly. Yeah, brutal. You know what else you can do? You can bundle your dead cat into a cardboard box, drive him to the uh, pound, and say, hey, I've got a dead cat that needs to be uh, taken care of. And they will burn your cat in the county incinerator for free. Yeah. that's, yeah. that's an, I, You know, I actually did it the old-fashioned, probably frowned-upon way. You buried it in the backyard? I buried it in the backyard. 
I was going to bury mine in the front yard, but we, your we, front yard. We have a, <laughs> I was going to bury my cat in your <laughs> backyard. Yeah, no. I, I, and I don't know if I do that now, but uh, I did do that. A, well, it's dark outside. Ago. Well, it is. Yeah, it's nighttime. It's kind of cold yeah. out there still. There might you don't be want to be burying ground. a cat outdoors at night. Used to be an Indian burial ground. Got this whole Stephen yeah. King thing going on. No, you no don't speaking of Stephen King thing, yes. we got a new cat. We adopted a ancient church. Dude, that's what my kids wanted to name it without <laughs> knowing what they were doing. How do they not like, know that church is one of the most uh, worst names possible for a cat? Yeah, it's, it's pretty rough. Yeah, no, that's church is some character in some anime, something or other. I'm like, you know, I don't think I don't think we're going to name it that. You know, maybe Churchill because kind of fat like a Churchill tank and like the man himself. Huh, Lordy. Cat adventures, I tell you, pisses me off. What about you, Steve? What pisses you off? So, you know, this is a, one of those situations that probably doesn't happen to you. Although you've broken many a bottle in a grocery store or a can. Wait, are you going to tell some convoluted story about breaking a beverage container after giving me crap about doing I that? I absolutely am going to do that. So the other day, okay, cool, go. Julie and I are at the grocery store and we're shopping. And we noticed that Black Raven Brewery, one of our favorites, just released Kitty Cat Blues, a delicious beer, in cans. And so I point out to Julie, hey, honey, look, they just released Kitty Cat Blues in cans. Why would they do that? Why would anybody want anything in cans? She and doesn't I, want it in the can? She's, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Go on. Anyway, as I was saying, so I say, well, you know, if you're going to, like, travel it around, you're going to take it camping, you're going to go to a picnic, they're a little sturdier, they don't break. You know, bottles break. No, they don't. Yeah, no, honey, they do. They break. No, when, when have you had a bottle break? I've had bottles break many times. Oh, right. Bottles don't break. Get out of here. Seriously. They're and made so, of like, glass. We have this conversation, and she's like, I don't know why. Whenever you're arguing, you say that something happens, and it doesn't happen. I've never had a bottle break. I go, okay, fine. So I happen to grab, as we're walking out, I've got a six-pack of Guinness, because it was right before St. Patrick's Day, and I grabbed a Anthem Pear Cider. And I walk up to the little self-check machine, and I start ringing stuff up. We got a corned beef brisket for our corned beef and cabbage. I ring that up, a couple other things. I ring up the Anthem Pear Cider. I set it on the little 18 by 18 weighing thing to the right of the checkout register. It's called a scale. The scale. American. Yeah, yeah. That, that thing. So I set the bottle there inside the bag with the other items. And no sooner than I turn around and the bottle falls off of the thing and shatters on the floor. Soaking my socks in pear cider, I'm standing there in broken glass and alcohol. and like As you're wont to do. And this is like a Saturday afternoon, so it's busy, so, and everybody's staring at me. And I turn to Julian and just look at her. I'm like, see, you made this happen. And she's like, what do you mean I made this happen? You made this happen. You, you essentially dared the universe to come at you. You said, oh, bottles don't break. That's ridiculous. But Why didn't then, you say, oh, Steve doesn't win the lottery? Then the bottle immediately broke. And I, when I told you about this, you're like, you, you made that happen, didn't you? you? You know what? You might think that if I was as devious as you and if the thing I didn't hate more than anything is a mess. I hmm. hate dealing with a mess. I hate cleaning up a mess. You so don't have to deal with it if it's in the grocery. To get, it was in my socks. I you would just leave your socks there. Just walk to get away. away from the mess. 
No, it just, just occurred because I would take off I don't my know socks. What it is, if it's karma or take off my pants or psychic energy or what, but there's just times when you dare the universe to come at you, and the universe does, and that is what happened, in my opinion, on Saturday, and that pisses me off, man, because I didn't need socks full of pear cider. Steve never has a rich uncle die and leave him millions of dollars. Never. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking out for you, man. I'm trying. You're funny. The uh, second bottle of Anthem Pear Ciders I got as a replacement. It's very tasty. I'm drinking it now. You know, it's funny. You drop a bottle of whatever in the store, yes, and and they get you a new one. But if you move like 18 inches forward and go through that front door, and they slide close behind you, shloom, and you drop the bottle, tough shit. It's you. That's it's that, all you. That's absolutely right. But here's the thing: I don't get paid professionally to bag fucking groceries. So if they're making <laughs> me thing. go through, fired. if they're making me go through the U check, if that's what I got to do, because there's 500 huge baskets at all the regular check stands, and they're making me do that, eh, it's on them. They should have a professional doing that. Yeah, I agree. What do I know about doing that? That's not my job. I once dropped a 12 pack of Henry Weinhardt's in the big cardboard box, and it fell down, it hit on its side, and there was this moment when I thought. Oh, maybe nothing broke. And then like a geyser out the hole where my hand was, just <laughs> boosh, beer, broken glass, and misery. And oh. so you try to aim it like away from something, and you aim it at somebody else. It's like, ah, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Yeah. As you're just like that. beer all over the, yeah. Yeah, did it right outside the store, too. It's just like, God damn it. God, that pisses me off. hate everything. So you know, Except my film festival. That's right. Why don't we listen to a tune, actually? This is a song that our good friend Beefy wrote a few years back specifically for the Bone Bat Film Festival. This is Beefy with Cover My Eyes. Yeah. Uh, 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 what? It all started way back in the day Just like most things, but slightly creepy Watch my dad, watch the wall Dude shaved his brows, hammer sickle marching down And I didn't see how, but those images are stuck with me Fill me full with dread None of this is real as all my parents ever said But you try telling that to someone who ain't understanding context One fish, two fish, making up my school text Didn't watch Willow Bowie, really left a mark Had to go home early, couldn't hang Jurassic Park So needless to say, I wasn't keeping up with Elm Street Even little Grimms was too much for baby beefy imagination only turned him into nightmares square with the croc tears urine in my underwear sleep over troll hellraiser and i will roll just pass the knife well if you plan on watching psycho pretty ladies meeting their demise no. survivors stocking up on supplies young priest old priest all into exercise i just cover my eyes loud noise and a quick surprise the killer is in a disguise just do what the song implies come on, come on. Just cover those eyes You think you're hard because you're rolling with some rappers You after saw, I saw some gangsters rocking pampers Blood and guts and pickup trucks and headed for the pyre And fresh human flesh is all that they desire And they keep on showing us zombies like it's an outbreak Zombies at your day job, zombies at your smoke break Zombies at the funeral, zombies is at the christening They moan and bite and shuffle in, but nobody is listening I never went to summer camp or swam in open waters God forbid you go to both and see your jawsy mic 
Michael Myers and the murderer is in the group and all of them are liars. All our cars are breaking down and don't believe in extra tires. Subverse the genre just to find another genre as you play another finger. Drop the body in some lava. Family or comedy, you know I got the goods. But see me running, screaming, panic from the cabin in the woods. Pretty ladies meeting their demise. Survivors stocking up on supplies. Young priest, old priest, all into exercise. I just cover my eyes. Loud noise and a quick surprise. The killer is in a disguise. Just do what the song implies. Just cover those eyes. This says Shaun of the Dead, make it grin. You just have to let the right one in. Feel that sliver right across your lip. Thirteen ghosts dead, ghosts on the ship. Conjure up the devil and drag me to hell. Hell boy fighting, take her in the hell in the cell. My friends got a thing for scream in the ring. Went to Antichrist, watch the whole damn thing. Oh, no. Pretty ladies meeting their demise. No. Survivors stocking up all supplies. Yeah. Young priest, old priest, start into exercise. Oh my god. I just cover my eyes. Cover my eyes. Loud noise and a quick surprise. The killer is in a disguise. What? Just do what the song implies. Come on, please. Just cover those eyes. Pretty ladies meeting their demise. Survivors stocking up all supplies. A young priest, old priest, start into exercise. I just cover my eyes. Loud noise and a quick surprise. The killer is in a disguise. Just do what the song implies. Come on, come on. Just cover those eyes.
and we are back once again. That was Beefy with Cover My Eyes, an unreleased cut from that fine gentleman, which was dedicated to our very film festival, the Comedy of Horrors. Following that, I played a tune called Beer and Lotion from the musical guest from our very first film festival, Barefoot Barnacle, our good friend Jorge Meneses, who actually did the art for our first poster and played in Barefoot Barnacle. Uh, God rest his soul. We miss him every day. We dedicate that song to him. So, dude. Steve. I think it's time to talk a little bit about our films for 2018. So, you know, we've been a little quiet. Last month, we didn't do a, a Bone Bash show in the whole month of February. and That's because nothing happened. Nothing reason, happened at all. Reason was, we were watching films. And we were working hard on merch uh, we have the t-shirts and the hoodies now. All of the backers ordered on through the Kickstarter campaign. Uh, we got coffee mugs, the stretch goals, which look pretty great. I've actually uh, delivered a couple of those, and everybody is super happy with how they turned out. So anybody who uh, backed us at the $30 level or more will get uh, one coffee mug, uh, laser etched with our logo on one side, uh, this year's two-headed skeleton with the fingers, and on the back side, the actual Comedy of Horrors logo. Uh, I think you're going to be really happy with uh, your new beverage swilling device. So, uh, I can't wait. Shall we Let's start with, uh, first off, uh, as I mentioned All at the start of the show. 2 million and 68 shorts. 46 shorts, the most we've ever done. Last year was a record at 42. Uh, before that, we were at 35. Uh, partly, this is due to the advent and uh, proliferation of micro-horror. We're seeing a lot more films that come in and get things done in less than two minutes, which we've always been a fan of that, like, short, sharp, shock type of a thing. Wow, thank you, Pink Floyd. That's right up our alley, so those fit in nicely, but it also breaks up the flow a little bit when you have the uh, more meaty, longer shorts as well that you can kind of sink your teeth into. A lot of great stuff. Why don't you kick things off, Gord? Well, let's do it. Zombie Apocalypse by James Fox of the UK. That is uh, kind of a music video. Uh, our second short is called Ducko, directed by Dimitra Papadinas from the United States and Nuisance Barking Productions. Attack of the Handface People by Todd Rodinius of the United States of America and TBR Video. Less Than Human directed by Stefan Bang Lindholm from Denmark and the Animation Workshop. Now, dude, the Animation Ooh. Workshop was the school that also gave us one of our previous faves, Backwater Gospel. Oh, so good. I love that one. And then Viola versus the Vampire King by Kevin Fermini in the United States and Flubber Boys. I love that. That is like a, such a great example of psychotronic film. Uh, really cool vibe on that one. Uh, following that, from the Pacific Northwest, Deep Sleeper, directed by Ty Huffer from Frankenhuffer Productions, also, of course, a U.S. production. And we've got Ghosted by Sebji Isabel Coxina, the United States. She's All Wet, directed by Jonathan Mitchell from the U.S. and Problem Attic Productions. And then our very first film from Iran, not the first entry from Iran. We've had numerous entries from that country in the past, but this is the first one to make the cut. And this film is Alphabet by Kianush Abedi 
and Negative Art Studio. I'm really, I'm really psyched to show a film from Iran. It, it's just. It's a good thing. It is, and it's a really great animation. It's something unique looking that we haven't seen before. A very cool style. I think you folks will dig it. Following that, also from the Pacific Northwest, a, another film eligible for that award, The Party, directed by Christopher C. Wyatt from Cascadia Dread. And then we have our first film from Uruguay. We've had, we're going to have our, our first film from Iran and our first film from Uruguay, and that's Mammon, which stands for Monitor Against Mexicans Over Nationwide, by Alejandro Damiani and Promofest. Next up, we have BEC, or Black Eyed Child, by Tony Morales from Spain. A little urban legend there from the maker of our previous film, which scared the hell out of people, Hada. Really? Is Spain an urban legend? I always thought it was a real place. He's here all week, (laughs) folks. Don't hurt yourself. And then we've got The Call of Charlie by none other than Nick Spooner of the U.S. and Chirp Films. Next, another one from TBR Video and Todd Rudinius, Pull, also a Pacific Northwest short. Maybe the shortest short we've ever shorted. I think it might be. And then Count Calcula by returning champion Zoran Goyevich from the United States of America and a low-carb comedy You know, it's kind of sad because we've got two entries from this year, but he is now completing the Monsters of Science series, which we have featured at least one of for like the last five years. And it's been a lot of fun, and I'm excited to see what he'll have coming up next. Next up, another micro-horror short from uh, Bob Pipe of the UK and Big Hair Films, Turn Left. And then we've got one of one of my favorites, <laughs> one one that I just did not expect. <laughs> Don't fuck with England by Rocket Year of the United States of America. Weirdly enough, it probably is a British film, but it was made in Berkeley. I'm not sure the uh, entire genesis of that one. We'll have to look into that. Okay. Uh, following that, though, another UK film, Hangover Food, directed by Ross McGowan for Deadline Films UK. And then Eggs, Zombies, and Bacon by Sherry Y. She, United States. Delightful film from the University of Southern California. And then we bounce all the way back up to the Northwest once again for Justin Robert Vinal's Emiko, another Pacific Northwest film from the Seattle area and Next Floor Entertainment. And then Mombi. By Antti Bullock of the United States of America and Sequential Pictures. That is an interesting little film. That is a really interesting film. Got a little more animation. The Gift of the Woods by Chris and Curtis Thorin of the United States and Something's Awry Productions. Oh, I thought this was the GIF of the Woods. <laughs> the GIF of the Woods? No, see, I knew you were going to do that. I set you up. <laughs> and then a great, great, great film that's actually longer than a minute. Lunch Ladies by J.M. Logan of the United States and Clarissa Jacobson Productions. Such a great movie. So much going on in this film. So well done. Well acted. The background. Everything about it is great. You're going to love this movie. That movie comes at you so fast. And yet, it's like a 13-minute short. It's just packed to the gills with wonderful details. Great stuff. 
Next up, HB from France and director Gaspar Palacio. And then, Air Stronger by Sylvia Canessa from the beautiful country of Spain and Yak Distribution. Next up, I think this might actually be our first film from the Russian Federation. Uh, really? Film called. God, we've seen a zillion of them. I'm surprised bunch, we haven't had one. Yeah, in they've the never made best. a cut before. But this right. one, I, I literally laughed three times out loud watching this short the first time. You guys are going to love it. It's called Akado, directed by Kim Belov from Max Volo Films. And then we've got returning to our film festival the wonderful Izzy Lee's film for a good time call The United States. And Niall Noctem. Izzy Lee has done films for us in the past that, well, Steve has really enjoyed. I'm a big fan. Also, we've got Inside the House, directed by Jennifer Bonior and Dicey Wildman. From the United States and Daisy Dukes Films. This is another one that I just adored. Couldn't wait to show it to a full packed house who's had a few beers. It's a good one. Speaking of which, this next film... Seven Minutes by Katie White in the United States and Brawler Pictures. You know, Seven Minutes of Heaven. Well, <laughs> another you're one really going to know it. Yeah, another one that's so much fun. And it was really cool because that morning when I sat down to really get after watching shorts, this was like the third or fourth one I saw. And I loved it so much. And it just put me in such a great mood for watching films that day. And one of the things I can say about this year's selection that I've never noticed before is that we had like 200 films to watch. And out of that amount, so many of them were well shot for the first time ever. I mean, we used to have like just really bad stuff. It was dark, not well lit. You couldn't see it. It was grainy. It was shot with the cell phone, whatever. You couldn't even watch these films. And now even like films that don't have a great story are really watchable. I think it's funny that maybe 24 hours after you and I talked about how your pet peeve with a film is if they don't have multiple locations yes. and this whole film is like yep. done at one spot. But you know, that, that just proves kind of the exception of the rule. We've talked about this before that there can be a trope that you hate, like a monster under the bed or hiding in the closet, but then you stumble across a film that does it well. And you're like, Oh, it's totally in. It doesn't matter whatever preconceived rules you've got in your mind when it's well executed. It's a winner. Yeah. I think you said, don't ever show me a film that's shot completely in a closet. And then. <laughs> okay, next film, uh, a kung fu masterpiece, I Am Not the Devil, directed by Samuel Smith of the UK and Image Cleaver Productions. One of the coolest looking films we have, I think. Absolutely. This, this is a visual feast. Speaking of feast, Heavy Flow <laughs> by. <laughs> By Tom Harp. Oh, shit. Of the United States of America and Cute Meat Films. Great production company name, too. It's Cute Meat, M-E-A-T. Yes. <laughs> oh, another another great animated item that was completely unexpected. Timber from Nils Hedinger of Switzerland and Prada Tournay. Uh, Switzerland, have we had a Swiss film before? I don't think we have. I, I don't recall it if we have, so it could be another first, maybe four firsts this year. That's fantastic. Jeez. Yeah, that's that's cool. Swiss films, I mean, when we get them, we're really never hot or cold on them. They're just, you know, kind of neutral. 
<laughs> Here's a film that's there's nothing neutral at all about this next film. <laughs> no, there isn't. <laughs> Termitator, directed by Camille Monette, Roxanne DeConink, and Keelan Polonchak for Gore Addicts production. That guy, he's from Canada, and he should probably stay there. We love you, but really, <laughs> what the hell, man? Uh, you know. <laughs> Next, yes. for something completely different, the utterly sweet Time Chicken, directed by Nick Black of the UK and NickAnimates.com. A delightful yeah. film. Stop motion animation. Gotta love it. And then, They Will All Die in Space, by Javier Chillin, United States, and Mysterio Productions. Oh, good film, man. Yeah, Mary cool. and Marsha in the Manner of Madness. Another one from Chris and Curtis Thorin of the United States and Something's Awry. Uh, you were a big fan of this animation style, and they got in twice this year. Yeah, we have a, do we have a record number of directors who have multiple films in the festival? Probably, a, because historically, we've, rarely, we've had directors come back again, but yeah. we've rarely had more than one. Usually it's like just Zoran, because he's got a lot of stuff. But, yeah, I think this year we have three directors that are repeated in the same fest, so a lot of good stuff. Yeah. Spe and then, speaking of Zoran... <laughs> That's right. The Phantom Physicist of the Opera, Monsters of Science, number seven. This is the last Bye. one, folks. He just literally had the preview of it a week ago. So this film is so unseen, you're going to love it. Brand new stuff from lowcarbcomedy.com. Yep. Next up, Nightmares, directed by James Mansell from the UK. And then Holiday Fear by Nicholas Santos of the United States and Bull Moose Pictures. Wonderful little film. Yeah, that's a great one. Next up, Sock Monster from Wes Alley and Three Tales Productions, also from the United States. And then some kick-ass animation, great story, very involving, it'll wrap itself around your prefrontal cortex and pull you forward into the screen it's winston by aram sarkisian of the united states and promo fest no kidding this one's for all the people who love their poetry ice cold <laughs> like my men and who's next who's next steve is it tom harp again once again tom harp with the hilarious Mulva Lenza hand from Cute Meat Films in the United States. And then we get one of Steve's favorite films, oh, a film that was so disturbing he almost didn't want to show it, and I'm not even kidding, this is Mouse. <laughs> That's right. Directed by Celine Held and Logan George for Elo Films. It takes a lot to disturb us now. And I'm really, I'm really glad that we're we super like, jaded. And occasionally, you've got something. Something comes down the pike, like say, William rings the mind. Yeah. Oh, the uh, the one about the the kid that was going to set off the bomb at the Halloween party. Oh, super villain. Super villain. Uh, yeah. What about uh, Hickory? Hungry Hickory. That scared Hungry you bad. Hungry Hickory. Or how Olin lost an eye. Yeah, those messed you up. <laughs> How Olin lost an eye. I mean, it just tells you up front that it's going to fuck you up. And it's like John dies at the end. You know what's going to happen. Yeah, a little kid spending six minutes looking through holes and stuff and just making you cringe. I mean, that's that's what you're looking at. This film will make you cringe, I guarantee it. And then some. And it's from the United States and Elo Films. 
Speaking of the director of Gwilliam, he's got a brand new one called BFF Girls. For any fans of anime, I think you're going to get a kick out of this one. It is hilarious and disturbing at the same time. Yeah, I'm telling you. And, and he is a, a returning champion here. Absolutely. We love this guy. Kind of. I Actually, I'm kind of disturbed by this guy. <laughs> he also did Crow Hand, which is one of my all-time faves. I still have my Crotum. And then we've got Happy Anniversary by Mark Kazuski of the UK and the London Film School. Steve, you love this movie oh, so much you want to marry so it. so much, yes, that's true. It's another one of those movies that, you know, you've seen so much zombie shit. And uh, is the genre overdone? Is it overworked? And you see yes. something like this, and it just makes me happy. It just does. Finally. Another film from Chris McEnroy, the master. This guy put together bad guy number two. Maybe the all-time heavyweight champion of gore. Followed it up with last year's death metal. Death metal. The gruesome metallic masterpiece. And finally, his latest film, We Summoned a Demon. So good. Uh, From Chris McEnroy, again, United States and Garth Manor Cinema. And that, my friends, is our shorts lineup. Whew. So That's much good stuff. Listen, why don't we play a quick tune, and then we'll come back and talk about our features and our music. All right, let's do it. All right, this one is from Burning of Eye, also from our second year, and their uh, latest album, Dumpster Fire. This is called Soul Crushing Rotten.
All right, once again, that was Burning of Eye with Soul Crushing Rotten from Dumpster Fire. Uh, rest in peace, Burning of Eye. I actually saw their last show ever last month. The band has called it a day. Uh, you guys were amazing. We featured Burning of Eye on the show a number of times. We are big fans of their music, and uh, I hope there comes a time where you guys do a reunion tour, because I'd love to see it. Reunion tour! Oh, the last show was so good, man. They just killed it, so lots of fun. So, dude, our features. Yeah, Got a let's couple talk about of, our features. Uh, exciting things. Uh, first up, uh, a couple years ago, we played a little film out of Canada, directed by Lowell Dean, called Wolf Cop. And uh, after that film, we showed that at the Bone Bat Film Festival. They went back and did an Indiegogo. They did some crowdfunding. And they actually had a couple members of the Bone Bat audience back it to become extras in the film for Indeed. another Wolf Cop. And finally... We are able to bring another Wolf Cop, the sequel, for a triumphant return to Seattle and the Bombat Comedy of Horrors Film Festival. How cool is that? That is freaking cool. So we're going to have someone in the audience up on the screen in a scene. That is really fun. It's going to be mind-bending. How is that even possible? about that. Yeah. Another Wolf Cop, of course, brought to you by Vortex Pictures and Cinecoop from Canada. And then our second feature is a, a little tale about a couple of sisters who, when they go out on the town, they're looking for a little more than just a good time. Just a little more. What's the title of this, Steve? This film is Double Date, directed by Benjamin Barfoot from Film Constellation Productions from the UK. This is absolutely the Northwest premiere of the film. I believe it's been shown <laughs> once in the United States in Los Angeles last Halloween. And uh, we are excited to spring this film on the audience. It's going to be fun. And then finally, our musical guest, once again, for the 2018 Comedy of Horrors Film Festival, is Devilwood from Ellensburg, Washington. I cannot wait to see them live, man. A 30-minute set of awesome roots rock, surrounded by comedy horror shorts and features and prizes and awesomeness. It's going to be a great time, man. It really is. They have no idea what they're getting themselves into, really. They've never been to our film fest before. <laughs> oh, Devilwood? Or, yeah. Or audience members who haven't been. Yeah, most of our audience members have been. Yeah, I feel sorry for the band. Actually, I feel good for the band. Like, they get to experience for the first time. They don't They don't know what, what they're doing. They have no idea what they're walking into. That's right. We're looking forward to it once again. Tickets are on sale now through our website and Square. Uh, the festival will take place on April 14th, 2018 at the SIF Uptown Cinema in Seattle, Washington. Uh, start about 1 p.m. Doors will open at 12.30, and it's going to run right up next to midnight. Uh, it's going to be fully packed, a good time. We do have work in some time for a dinner break and a couple of other breathers. During the length of the fest, uh, you can bring in outside food, which SIF doesn't allow most of the time. But uh, we've worked out a little something with them to make that happen. And uh, I think it's uh, going to be a good time for you. You will enjoy it. No thinking involved. So, dude, uh, another tune? Yeah, another tune. You like the Pine Box Boys, I understand. It's funny you should mention that. I do like the Pine Box Boys. This next tune is 56AR. 
Hey, you were just listening to some Pine Box Boys as seen live at the Comedy Horror Film Festival. Woo-hoo! I know you love it. And now, Steve, let's do a little multimedia triage because we haven't been doing enough media. That's right. Yeah, I've been what? watching a lot of films. I haven't done very much in the last two months, like otherwise. Occasionally I'll catch a show, uh, an episode of something, went out and saw Burning of Eye, saw two movies in that whole time. That was it. You know, I got a colonoscopy, and then I came home and played a game. And you know what game I started playing? <laughs> Into the Breach. Of course you did. <laughs> Into the Breach is by the same guys that brought you FTL, Faster Than Light. From the same guys that brought you my colonoscopy. <laughs> <laughs> the same guys. Uh, at the same time, they're coding and uh, and coloning. Into the Breach is a, is a turn-based game. It has the same look and feel as uh, FTL. But the deal with this one is you are piloting these giant mechs. Big tank, big old lightning grabber guy a catapult there's there's various ones you can unlock but you're only doing three at a time and you've got you've got pilots with different abilities that pilot these mechs and it's turn-based combat against these giant bugs and the bugs are trying to take out the buildings and it's just procedurally based so you never know where your buildings are and if your buildings go down over enough levels it's kind of like the shields on your ship or the hull of your ship if you lose too many, then you're dead. All the bugs crawl out of the ground and kill you. So as you advance, you gain more abilities. Maybe you lose pilots and you got to put a new pilot in and things get harder and harder. And it's it's just a cool game, a lot like FTL, except unlike FTL, it doesn't take quite uh, the the mental toll on you. <laughs> and you don't launch a game thinking, there's probably no way I'm going to fucking win this game. There's actually... There's actually a ray of hope. Huh. So you you have mechs who are trying to keep bugs out of coming out of holes in the ground? Well, yeah, they try to keep the so bugs it's from coming out of the holes. So it's essentially mechamole. <laughs> it is. It's mechamole, Steve. <laughs> that makes you happy. Ah, my jokes make me happy. Thank you. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Good night. So there's one interesting feature in this game that I haven't seen in, in other games, and that's if you fail, when you fail and the bugs come out of the ground and start devouring, you can send one of your pilots back in time and start the game over again with the abilities that the pilot already has. So you take those abilities with you. Hmm. So you don't end up with like a huge, crazy, super-powered pilot, but they do have some advantages that uh, that they might not otherwise. They can move a little further, or they've got a little bit more power for their mech or something. It's a cool little diversion of a game, and I say you ought to buy it. Well, I understand that you uh, saw a couple of the same films that I did recently. Uh, Why don't we talk about Annihilation a little bit? Boy, this movie, as soon as I realized I wanted to watch the movie, I turned a blind eye to all advertisements, trailers, and discussion. And so I really went into this movie not knowing very much about it at all, Mm -hmm. and I loved it. It was a... It was a cool story. It was a visual and audio feast. The sound design was top-notch. Really glad I saw it in a, on a big screen. And, you know, I don't even want to say too much about it except a, a, a team of, uh, of specialists goes into, I guess, some sort of a dimensional breach that's hit the planet 
and is growing and shit gets weird inside. <laughs> it gets hella weird. Yeah. And yeah, it's a lot definitely people... a Lovecrafty vibe to it. And, uh, you know, it's, I wouldn't call it horror, but it's certainly creepy at times. Yeah. I'd call it sci-fi. It's, it's very, the color out of space yeah. inspired, I would say. Yeah, definitely. I understand it's from a novel, which I have not read. And okay, so here's the, the thing novel about that is novel. pretty different, actually, from the film, right? As I understand it, we watched this film, my friends and I. Uh, we were talking about it when it was over, not leaving the theater, being those people. And the only other people left in the theater were a couple of grizzled biker guys. And as they're walking out, they hear us talking about it. And the, the one grizzled biker guy turns around. He goes, eh, the book's a lot better. You got to read the book. <laughs> I'm like, all right, grizzled biker guy and i went and bought the book oh interesting and i'm i'm reading another book i've got like probably 30 pages left in that one then i'm going to pick up annihilation it's the first in a trilogy oh okay cool well let me know how it is i will it it looks like it's a pretty short book so shouldn't take too long to read another film that we both saw yet had vastly different opinions of was black panther i thought that was a great film thoroughly enjoyed it it was super fun Lots of great action. The characters were likable. Some kind of interesting side plots were going on. And you hated it, which I found shocking. Yes, your vehemence about it was a shitty movie. I was surprised (laughs) by. Well, you and I do agree on one thing. You said it was kind of interesting. And that's about it. It was kind of (laughs) interesting. No, I thought it was a big, overdone, kind of boring, predictable shit fest. It wasn't really a shit fest. It was just sort of disappointing with all the hype. It was an incredibly marginal movie. You could see where it was going a million miles away. It was, you know, and I realize I'm one of like three people on the planet that didn't like it, but I just didn't really think it was all that good. It's a comic book movie based on four decades of comic book stories. I mean, of course it's going to have all those tropes. Look, on this show, we have reviewed comic book movies that have been surprising and delightful and fun. This is not one of them. (laughs) Really? So this so is you, like the so first this was four. worse than Ant-Man. Oh my gosh, Ant-Man was a blast. This is way blast worse than too. Ant-Man. I don't know. No, I no, mean, this was worse than Thor. This is worse than the Hulk movies that I didn't see, but I'm sure they sucked. <laughs> no, there's no way it was. <laughs> I, I don't know. Granted, I'm in the bag for Marvel stuff. I mean, for me, Marvel movies are kind of like sex. Even when they're not great, it's still pretty good. I'd rather be watching that than a lot of other things. But... Even Julie, like, doesn't love the overblown combat ones like Avengers 2. And she loved Black Panther. This was up there with Ragnarok and uh, Winter Soldier as some of her favorites, so. Oh, God, no, Ragnarok was was great. Yeah. Yeah, uh, this one wasn't. I was with, you know, genuine teenagers. They were not into it. One of them pretty much fell asleep. I don't know. Maybe we shouldn't have shot all that heroin before we walked into the theater. That could be, yeah. If you're about to nod, that's that's yeah. You know, we went to the one of those cool new theaters, the big leather recliners, and you can get like heroin up front. Oh so. wait, did you get the hot towel wrapped around your head? No wonder. <laughs> yeah. You, and the you foot were massage. so cozy, you couldn't resist, and you just caught yeah. It. Yeah, well, no, don't I got do like that a, at Bone Bat, whatever you do. I got a big old tumbler of wine and a <laughs> pedicure. Yeah, I'm just gonna poke you with hard steel throughout the film fest to make sure that, <laughs> that better be steel you know uh speaking of comic books uh i have been reading the new mr miracle series from dc 
and it's really good. It is dark. Just, it is by yeah. the same guy who did that Vision series. And the Vision series, by the way, can kiss my ass. Actually, Amazon can kiss my ass. What? Because I went to buy the Vision series on your recommendation. Amazon is having a sale. The freaking Vision series on sale for 99 cents. I couldn't what? click yes fast enough. Oh, no, that's only for the Kindle version. Yeah, well, and you can only view it on the freaking Kindle. Can I read it on my like Windows do. tablet? No. Like Why can't I access it? Watch like use a, a tablet or a computer? Nope. No. Nope. That's weird because I have the Kindle app on my Shield tablet, and I can download any of the things that I buy for the Kindle app. Is the Shield tablet a Android device? Uh, it might be an Android device. Yeah. Yeah. See, well, Windows device. No, fuck you, is what they say. Oh, you got a Windows tablet. No, I don't have, well, I mean, I have a computer. It's tablet-sized. Can you run, like, mobile apps on a computer? I've never tried. I don't I don't know. And there's probably a way to run Android on your Windows thing. I bet you but, that this is totally not interesting to talk about. Yeah, I'm boring myself. <laughs> so, anyway... Uh, Mr. Miracle from Tom King. Now, Mr. Miracle, of course, uh, is a character that was created by Jack Kirby in The New Gods. I, I believe this was after he had left Marvel Comics, and he went to D.C., and he started doing some new stuff. And uh, The New Gods series is about these two planets, uh, New Genesis and Apocalypse, one that is a wonderful utopia and Apocalypse, which is a hell. And Mr. Miracle is this character who was raised on Apocalypse and became a master escape artist. And he goes on to come to Earth and have amazing adventures. I think he becomes a part of uh, the Justice League, etc., etc. And this is a, a series, that kind of a really bleak look at Mr. Miracle's relationship with his home planet. And... Uh, He's sort of forced to go back, and I think there's seven issues out so far, and pretty dark, really densely well-written stuff. I'm really enjoying it. So Tom King is just killing it, and uh, I would recommend checking it out if you want some good comic book reading. All right, cool. Uh, well, you know, I just picked up, I haven't even cracked it yet, uh, Mark Millar's uh, Kick-Ass, a new Kick-Ass series started. Really? Is this like the third one? or? I guess. There's the first already one two called kick ass, ass movies, Yeah, the first one was good. But uh yeah, I don't know. I'll have to report back next next podcast. Kind of sitting there, I'm I'm doing this instead of reading that. <laughs> I understand. And yeah, you know what else you and I have both been watching? What's that? Ash versus the Evil Dead. <laughs> Glad to see that has not lost its steam at all. No. That's that... so great. And last year, so the second episode of season two was one of the most messed up, disgusting, <laughs> filthy episodes of a television show I've ever seen. And oh, yeah. Episode two of season three gives it a good run for its money. <laughs> <laughs> it is a wet, sticky episode, and you it have is. to see it for yourself to believe it. Um, Bruce Campbell is having a lot of fun. And Sam Raimi, and they're just putting together probably one of the most creative madcap shows on television right now. Just you might say stuff. it's their seminal work. You might say that, and uh, wow! So check it out if you're not following Ash versus the Evil Dead. You got to watch this show. If you're any kind of horror fan at all, you will love it. It's it's delightful, and that's all I've got. 
man. Hey, nothing else. Not a lot of multimedia triage going on when you're working this hard. Yeah. All right, dude. Well, why don't we listen to one more tune and we'll wrap things up. All right, do it. From our 2013 musical guest, the one and only Tip to Bass. This is one of my favorite cuts, their cover of the tune Pony. I hope you dig it. Dusk until dawn. Your mom's 
the commuter, she takes the train. Only bedroom in the world with a carpool lane. Your mom's like Sinatra, I did her my way. Your bed is the danger zone, your mom is the highway. Just call her Mrs. Bucket Mouth, full of my balls. Lands more blows than 50 Stevens and Gauls. She's a lollipop girl, really likes the suckers. Her milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. And then we fuck Your mom's like a concert, got a backstage pass. Call me Gregory Behinds, cause I'm tapping that ass. Your mom's like a keg, often tapped by a fraternity. Call her prom night, she's taking so much virginity. I'm smoking that badge. While you're toasting your bagel While you're doing your cardio She's doing her kegels We sympathize It's hard to be the son of a mill Not as hard as she meets me When she pleasures We're herself. doing your mom We're doing your mom We're doing your mom We're getting it on We're doing your mom We're doing your mom We're doing your mom While you're mowing the lawn Where every man before this ain't a trek in the stars Got her star date set to a year-round bonfire You can call me Jack cause I'm in your mom's box Sucks so much cock, uses KY as a mouthwash She's a dairy queen, hot eats and cool treats My peanut buster parfait, skeet, skeet, skeet Like Subway, five bucks, gets her a foot long My cock's the Empire State, your mama's king We Kong. do the inverted Jenny pornographic philatelist She's like Natalia Patrika, a professional paddlist Get the gist, let me explain, she's spanking my ass Cracks a whip like Dr. Jones cause there's a snake in her grass They coined the term foxhole after your mom's Vagina. When they found at least a dozen soldiers hiding inside her, I'm not saying she's slutty or a whore, though she is. By the way, that's not milk, that's a gallon we're of juice. We're doing your mom. We're doing your mom. We're doing your mom. We're getting it on. We're doing your mom. We're doing your mom. We're doing your mom. Fucked her more than my palm. When I'm in front and he's in back And we're all getting down We simultaneously bust a nut And then we bust a pound On the countertop, the living room And in your father's den We got down in the bedroom that You had grown up in your mom's kinda old, but she gets the job done. I'm Captain Picard, and she's my number one. Like a used Toyota, open for a test drive. Only worth ten achievement points on Xbox Live. But that's the way the wind blows, and so does your mom. Lost in her for a decade now, just like Vietnam. I think it's cool that your family can be who they are. Your mom is just like your sister. Only fucking We're best doing star. your mom. We're doing your mom. We're doing your mom. Making internet porn. We're doing your mom. Done your mom. If doing your mom isn't right, then every night we're wrong. We're doing your mom. We're doing your mom. We're doing your mom. I'm chewing. I'm on. We're doing your mom. Even your dad's telling your mom. We do your mom so frequently. We wrote this fucking song about doing your mom. Everywhere, there's blood. 
shut on the door I just wanna buy some snacks and get back home But these ghouls are trying to eat my bones When I finally get home I turn on the TV The undead on the evening news is all I can see So I pop in a movie and I try to relax Listen to me while I tell you some facts Zombie apocalypse is messing up my week. The internet is always down. Can't update the Twitter stream. The zombie apocalypse, it wouldn't be so bad if these zombies hadn't bitten my mom and dad. Decapitated them and now they buried him back I called my friend to see if he could come by my place By the time he reached my door he was missing his face I feel kind of bad that I did not let him in But without his lips he still had a grin The zombie apocalypse is messing up my weed It's hard to watch the Daily Show Over all the cries and screams The zombie apocalypse I'd rather fight a shark I read in a book that you can punch them in the eye But sharks are my problem, yeah, and zombies are I've never seen so many girls outside without their clothes on Normally I think that's awesome But it's actually a turn off Cause I'm not into necrophilia That's a fact Zombies moving slow I feel like Jackie Joyner Cursed it like the popular kid in school And everybody wants a piece of me But they can't Cause I like my pieces intact It's getting kinda lonely out here by myself The food's running low There's dust on the shelf But at least I have the voices Arguing in my head Which is much better than being undead Alright, once again That was Pony from Tip to Bass Our 2013 musical guest And following that I totally lied and gave you three tunes For the price of one Because Pony, you know, is just so nasty And when I think of getting nasty I think of your mom so I couldn't resist playing that very tune, which was played live at our 2012 Fest by Death Star. And then wrapping up the trio, I did one from frequent Death Star collaborator and good friend Kyle Stevens of Kirby Crackle, who was featured at our 2014 Fest. This tune is Zombie Apocalypse, which Kyle didn't have a chance to play on that occasion, but I wish he would have. Uh, That song is from their debut album, Kirby Crackle. Thank you again to all of the bands who have played with us at the Boneback Comedy of Horrors Film Festival over the years. It's been a delight working with you, and we are 
Really looking forward to doing the same thing with Devilwood this year. I'd like to thank also our sponsors for the 2018 our sponsors. Comedy of Horrors Film Festival. Uh, returning this year once again, Scarecrow Video. Thank you so much. And Mac and Jack's longtime supporters of the Film Fest. As our Flying Saucer Pizza and GT Printing Equipment. Thank you to them oh. once again for making this whole thing happen. Those guys. And Vortex Video. Thank you, Vortex. And Fantagraphic Books. Thanks. And thank you to Belladonna Magazine and Zippy's Giant Burgers. Always delicious. Such good burgers. Corner Comics. Thank you. Thank you for being a sponsor and for helping us with all those great prizes. And Pathfinder, another awesome sponsor whose wares have found their way into our attendees' grasping, greedy hands. <laughs> of course. Thank you, of course, to Stalker Farms, longtime supporters, as well as brand new supporters, Street Books. They do uh, library carts in Austin, Texas, and uh, we're thrilled to have them aboard. And super longtime supporter, purveyor of delicious chocolate and sweets, Dolcetta Artisan Sweets. That's right there. Find them. Back this Find year. Them. Yeah. Another delicious entry into your swag bag so uh I into think you'll your mouth enjoy that your gaping maw speaking of your gaping maw pork magazine yes for the first time ever i've been a fan of pork magazine for a long time goblin co came out with the uh new game dungeon degenerates this year they're doing a lot of great stuff and it is an absolute personal thrill for me to be able to partner with them for the first time. So thank you so much to Port Magazine for joining the slate of Bone Bat sponsors. And of course, none other than Jerry Cooch. Longtime supporter, one of our finest patrons, and uh, once again, it is a thrill to put together the Film Fest for folks like Jerry and all the great backers who have turned up for several years to support this crazy thing we do. So thank you again for your support. We're looking forward to seeing you on April 14th. If you don't have tickets yet, get them now. Go to BoneBat.com. There's a link right at the top of the page that Gordon made me put up. He said, I did messing around with these other links that go to our bone bad page no go straight to the ticket so that's there now go and get yourselves a ticket uh the tickets will only be 35 bucks the advanced price until april 1st so you want to get in while the getting's good and get your tickets at the cheapest possible price that would make sense uh one last person i'd like to thank of course mike hawkins of human for now studios did our poster and our t-shirt logo this year and they turned out really well. We did kind of a something a little different, something a little more iconic like we did back in the finger gun year. And uh, we packed a bunch of special Northwest stuff into our poster this year. We've got Sasquatch. We've, we've revisualized the Hollywood sign into a Seattle sign. It's got the Space Needle. It's got a serial killer hiding in the things, the cabin in the woods. Lots of great stuff on this year's poster. We're super happy about it. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. We gave that guy very, very minimal direction, and he came up with exactly what we wanted before up, we even knew we wanted it. Came up aces once again, so super happy with how it turned out. And uh, if you don't already have a T-shirt, we can sell you one at the fest. Indeed. All right. Uh, why don't we wrap this thing up, buddy? Okay. Our usual bullshit. 
The show number is 425-296-6557. Or you can reach us via email to steve at bonehand.com. Bonehand.com is also the home of the heavy half hour infrequently. You can catch some heavy music just right there. <laughs> and my stuff such as it is is at mightywombat.com. I actually started cartooning again. Yes. Since I'm yes, you will see bad cartoons done by me on mightywombat.com. Soon, soon, my friends. Nice. Because I'm no longer watching a gajillion shorts. <laughs> That's right. It really frees us up once we're <laughs> we get the film festival put to bed a little bit. We can breathe again. Yeah. <laughs> Telling you. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm Bonehand over there. We also have a Bonebat Twitter feed where you can look out for the trailer of the day, which is going to start tomorrow and will continue throughout the run of the uh, film festival preseason, as it were, right up until April 13th. So, did you realize that April 13th is a Friday the 13th? Spooky. The, the night before our film festival is a Friday the 13th. We're going to be hanging That's out on Friday so the 13th. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Will you be making those stupid sounds? I just might. Super. <laughs> We also have a Facebook group where you can find uh, our trailers of the day as well as a bunch of other awesome stuff. Cheap deals. When our Bone Bat bands come out with new music, you can find it there. Lots of great stuff. And keep an eye on the festival homepage, which is where you will also find trailer of the day and a lot of other great stuff linking you to the film festival. Thank you again for listening. If you like what we do, please spread the word and tell one of your best friends. Tell all of your best friends. Please do. And finally, our last song tonight. Uh, we've played just about everybody, but it's time to get a little supersonic soul pimps in the mix. This is a cut from uh, The Return of Dr. Wonderbread, that song. I hope you dig it. Once again, this is Steve. This is Gord. Have a good one. I do have a good one.
development in my so far extremely uneventful life. life. Now let me get this right, Mr. D, so you're telling me you can have just about anything and everything you want. Be whoever I want to be, be a prince, be a god, be a pharaoh, be a king. Could I be a big movie star, driving fast cars, coming on the scene like gasoline? Are these some of the things you might do for me? Yay! You want to nerf my outlet? Thank you. Good night.